ministering to us tonight is my senior brother, friend, mentor. He's my, between the two of us, he's my Pope. An anointed servant of God. But like the president of any nation, it is said that people who have a lot of credentials, we don't use a lot of credentials to introduce them. We just say the president of the United States of America, the president of Ghana. But those who have some small, small one, you have to say, you know, all the credentials because they have there. So without wasting much time, we have, we have with us here our dear Evangelism Ministry Director, Apostle Amos, Jimmy Martin, and the wife. to give the Lord a clap of him. If I have asked this in Bolgatanga, you understood that. You want to give the Lord Jesus. He alone is the Lord. He alone is the Messiah. of you know and believe that this is a Messianic conference and this conference is about Jesus please go crazy
is not the Lord. He is our Lord. I want you to say it for yourself that he is my Lord. Not somebody else, Lord. Not my papa's Lord. Not the Lord of my mommy. But he is my Lord. I want to read the scripture tonight whilst we stand together. Acts of Apostles chapter 26 verse 13 to 19. And I will run quickly and read Isaiah chapter 33. And 22 and ask all of you to read that scripture after me. Acts 28 verse 13 says, At midnight, O king, along the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we all had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice. Speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the gods. So I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose. To make you a minister and a witness. Both of the things which you have seen. And of the things which I will reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people. As well as from the Gentiles. To whom I now send you. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. And an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith. In Jesus name. Amen. Can we pray together? Your word is life and light. The entrance of this word of yours make the simple wise. It makes a way even for the unwise that the uncharted when he passes through that way will not miss his way. You are the great teacher, great rabbi. At your feet, O Lord, we sit tonight. Speak to us. Let there be an encounter to light. Let the light shine, O God, our direction. A light that will transform us for good. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And let me read that scripture which you are going to recite after me. Are you ready? Isaiah chapter 33. Where are you? Verse number 22. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Amen. And now you say it for yourself. For the Lord is my judge. Come on, say it with passion. For the Lord is my judge. 
For the Lord God is my lawgiver. The Lord is my king. He has saved me. And let this thing shout and say, Amen. Give him a clap and sit down. I didn't ask you to stop. Shout amen. Amen. Beloved, it's good to be together this season at this great conference. Hallelujah. And let me begin by saying thank you to our dear pastor and his executives for inviting me. And your pastor... It's more than a brother for me. How many of you know you have a good pastor? <laughs> hey, how many of you know you have a good pastor? <laughs> Your pastor is one of the choicest apostolic vessels we have in this church. And to have him as your pastor, it's a great privilege. I thought about him several years ago, the day he was made, uh, is it youth director? (laughs) But a gift is treasurable in the hands of the people that receives it. Enshrining him as he sits is powerful apostolic conscience. And I will encourage you to tap it. I'm greatly honored to have a senior brothers sitting right here. Our dear doctor is also a senior brother. I'm excited to have you here. And then sitting in the seat is the senior brother. You call him Papa. Please call him so. <laughs> Bless you, Baba. Shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I trust that I will be fruitful to you these two days. The Lord Jehovah has commissioned in this meeting that you and you and you will have an encounter with him. A divine encounter that will change, transform, and shape your life and destiny for good. As somebody had a light bright shine around him and his life changed, may your life be changed. Come on. Something of God will drop in your life. And that of God which drops in your life has within it life. Transforming To change your life. This encounter is about the question of life. Everybody shout and say life. Life. Have you received life? Have you been born again? Have you been washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus for the remission of your sins? Have you been redeemed and justified by the blood of the Lamb? Have you encountered the Son of God in whom alone is life? 
every man or woman is destined either for the kingdom of God or for the kingdom of the devil hell you are either born into the kingdom of God or you are born into the kingdom of the devil there is no middle ground some people said we are standing on a fence I came to tell you there is no fence you are either a child of God or you are a child of the devil you are either going to hell or you are going to heaven you are either cursed or you are blessed you are either a man or you are a woman there is no middle ground somebody here shout amen Somebody shouted and said, we are in purgatory. No, there is no purgatory. You are either in or you are out. There is no middle ground. You have either had an encounter and change or you have not had it at all. Listen to me, folks. There is a difference between Christianity and churchianity. He didn't hear what I said. You could be warming the bench and warming it for good but have had no encounter. Christianity is not just a religion. It's not just attending church or holding something in your hands called birth certificate or baptismal certificate or something they call I have been uh, the other one. How do they call it? Unfamed. You are too quiet tonight. Let that man who is born again scream and say, I'm born again. again. Say it with passion. It is an encounter with the divine. It is a lifetime experience. Jesus encountered Nicodemus. A Pharisee and a ruler of the Jews. A religious man. And he discussed with him the question of life. And how to receive eternal life. It is the most vital question for all humanity. The question to this important question. The reason to this important question is that. All should not perish. But have everlasting life. Come on shout amen. See, my friends, if you are born of the flesh, you are of the flesh. If you are born of the spirit, the Bible says you are of the spirit. When Jesus walked his disciples for three years, they were not born again. They were not. But they had walked with him for three years. You could be coming and singing and going and sitting on the bench probably for three and a half years or more, but you have had no encounter. But in John's gospel, chapter 22, when he has died and risen again, ah, on Wednesday, I'm going to tell you a mystery. I said on Wednesday dawn, I'm going to tell you a mystery. I'm going to talk to you about encounter with the resurrection life that is inside of you. That life that makes you impregnable, that life that makes you not killable. Not reable. Nobody can read you when you have that life, the resurrected life that is in the inside of you. Come on, shout amen. They had walked with him for three and a half years. But when he died and rose again in John's Gospel, chapter 20, verse 22, the Bible says, and he breathed in 
to them. And that was the day they were born again, not by their parents, but born again by the Spirit. Ask me to stop preaching. Ask me to stop preaching. Saul of Tarsus encountered Jesus on his way to Damascus. And this Saul was a great religious man, a lawyer. He was born a Hebrew, a descendant of Abraham. By religious orientation, he was a Pharisee according to Acts chapter 26 verse 5. And this is the man who was prosecuting the church and doing some kind of work for God. But listen, there is one thing working for God, there is one thing working with him, it's not the same. If you work for God, you become a highling. Too many people say we are doing God work. You don't work for God. You cannot even work for him. He can work for himself. Ask me to stop preaching. But we work with him. Not everything you do in the name of God means that you are working for God. Some people are very busy defending tradition. And they are working for God. Such was Saul of Tarsus. Persecuting the church in the name of working for God. But on his way to Damascus. On his way to Damascus. He met the king on the way. He met him who alone is called the Lord, the one to whom you cannot say no. Somebody shout amen. And he mentioned him by name. And he said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So who are you talking, Lord? For the first time, he acknowledged that Jesus alone is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Somebody shout hallelujah. The man that he was persecuting was the Lord. Then he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Sometimes by our actions and attitudes we have been persecuting him for too long. But God has brought you here tonight or wherever you are listening to me that you and you and you and you and you will have an encounter with the Lord God. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden the Bible says there is a bright light that shone and he went blind. Not knowing where he was going. For three days and night he drank no water. See, Christianity is an encounter. I met a young man in Canada recently. And I know him. He's been singing for a long time. But I watched him, I saw that he is just an entertainer. There is one thing being an entertainer and one thing being somebody who has had an encounter. This season is a, not a season for entertainment. Let some choristers shout here and say, we hear what you are saying. It is a season of encounter with the king. Shout amen. amen. Then you will not sing to entertain anymore. But by your voice, the dead will come back to life.
then by your voice that sick will be healed then by your voice and that encounter something divine is about to happen listen how many of you have your ears in this place can I tell you what the Lord is saying for you tonight God is about to do something new can I continue the Lord is about to visit the nations of the world and he is about to bring a great change and a great revival into the churches. And just a little while in our church, there is coming forth another stream of fire of the Lord. Watch this. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Watch this. And here in this place, a lot of professionals you have never known before are going to start streaming in and coming in here in this church of yours called PIWCs. Ask me to stop this. Can I continue? And your life is going to change you never matter who you are, but God is going to hold your life and change it. If I had said this in Bolikatanga, somebody would have given an offering for this. Shout amen. Can I still preach? Encountering Jesus and being born again radically transformed his life for good. He could not go home. He was blind. But whilst he was there for three days in the night, somebody knocked at his door and said, my name is, can you mention his name for me? Ananias. I have been sent by the Lord. To come and pray for you that your eyes will be open, that you will receive the resurrected spirit. Amen. Shout amen. amen. I'm advocating that you must be born again. You must encounter the divine. And this is the period and the season. Shout amen. amen. I have been privileged a lot of times. But one of the greatest privilege I had was to be a village pastor. And the greatest of the privileges is to be a pastor in the north. To mention the name of Jesus among the deprived and the poor and the marginalized. What a great privilege. But we had walked, my wife and myself, that time my wife was pregnant, and a couple of us, about 30 or more, carried our generator and traveled almost about 11 kilometers into the bush to a place which is ruled by a very wicked Okonfu. And here in Western region, I didn't know that there are, so, there are places that are so deprived. Shout amen. amen. So deprived that people do, have not even heard radio before. They are in the bush. And it is not the north. It's Western region. 1991. That is where you see women who have all kinds of 